This is Beyond the Farm Gate, a show where we shine a light on great Australian stories in agriculture. On the show, you'll hear from farmers who've survived challenges like fire, flood and drought, farmers who run innovative and unique agribusinesses, and farmers who are balancing work and family in rural Australia. You'll be inspired hearing their stories and pick up some insights along the way. I'm your host, Annie Herbert. Alongside me, Matt Hour. Today, we're chatting with Ben Brooksby. Ben is a livestock farmer in Panola, South Australia, but he's perhaps best known as the Naked Farmer, a viral Instagram success story, breaking down the barriers that surround mental health in rural Australia. In this episode, you'll hear Ben's story of farming, family, and his own experience with mental health. And you'll learn how getting naked and going viral provided a vaccine for not just Ben's mental health struggles, but thousands of other farmers just like him. Let's crack on. Firstly, thanks very much for coming on the podcast, Ben. No, thank you for having us. I was just wondering if you could briefly outline uh, what you're up to at the moment and your connection to farming. Yeah, so at the moment, I'm actually living on a property just 10Ks out of Panola in South Australia, and I'm working for Warrawindi Farms here. Like my grassroots is from St. Helens Plains, which is near the Grampians in Western Victoria. And yeah, I grew up there on our family farm for, um, I'm 27 now. So I've been there for 26 years of my life. We're cropping and sheep over there. And then I decided to come over here to Warrawindi Farms to give a hand with their, their marketing and that with their ram sale and because their business is, is growing quite dramatically and gave them a bit of a hand and then the borders shut. So I thought I'll just stick around and in this uh, state that we can do whatever we want in at the moment and <laughs> <laughs> go with the flow there. And no, I've been absolutely loving it over here. And, and yes, yeah, it's, it's an amazing place, actually. It's they're just like the people are so genuine and, and the com- it's very community orientated. And yes, yeah, struck a chord with me a bit and I've fallen in love with the place. So never know what might happen, might stick around for the long term. I actually looked at a property the other day that might be purchasing. So who knows? <laughs> Looking at a property over there? Yeah, yeah, over here. Yeah, just not too far from this farm, actually. Just had a look at it the other day and yeah, it looks good, but a lot of work, but see see what happens, see if I can afford it first. <laughs> <laughs> so as a silver lining to the borders closing and you sticking around a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good here. The people are good. The Warrawindi Farms family, the Gelpin family are just, yeah, huge-hearted and lovely people and really part of their family now and it's a good place to be. I love it. You would travel a fair bit for work and then obviously you've been in SA for a while. Do you miss home at all? I do, yeah, yeah, of course. I miss, you know, my family. We're a very, very close family, us Brooksby's and and I miss my grandma a lot. I recently lost my grandpa a bit over a year ago now. Catch up with my grandma. She's a she's a ripper. She's the glue to the family, as you could say. But yeah, I do miss yeah seeing the family and and just yeah getting back to the farm as well would be nice. But yeah, wait, waiting patiently for those borders to relax a little bit that we can get back over there. But yeah, just waiting to see what happens. Yeah, SA is a really cool place and a lot of farmers doing some really great things. Has there been anything that's really stood out to you and down in Panola and in that area that some farmers are doing that's a little different to back home? Yeah, definitely. And it's it's a different type of farming here to back up 
um, near Horsham, like we're croppers and, and we do do sheep. And then you come here and it's all about the pastures and all about bugs in your soil and, and helping grow the best grasses and that as possible. And I've learned a hell of a lot from being here just in the 12 months, especially from David, the the dad that runs the property. Yeah, he's full of wealth of knowledge and, yeah, just picking up little bits and pieces and all about bug health and grass health and the grass could be huge and green, but, you know, there could be not much nutrition in it. So it's it's really, really interesting and and about animal health as well and, yeah, the work that goes into, you know, our livestock and making sure that they're healthy and happy all the time. Yeah, it's a huge job and it's a thing that I think a lot of people don't actually understand that farmers do is, you know, spend so much time on just even researching and making sure that they've got the right nutrition to grow the best they can and so that they're, they're happy for as long as they can be. We want our animals to be happy so that they can grow well and, yeah, it's amazing the stuff that we've learnt or I've learnt here. I think Ooh. probably what you're best known for, Ben, is something called the Naked Farmer. I was wondering, I, I'm sure that there's plenty of listeners that uh, have heard of the Naked Farmer, but I wanted to ask you, a little bit about the the origins of it, I suppose, and how it all got started. The Naked Farm, it all began in 2017, and it was actually cropping time. Going back to December the year before when it was harvest, I had my good mate Emma Cross pop out to the farm and, and take some, uh, you know, classic harvest shots. And as she does, she loves taking photos. And, and then we're sitting on the header and she thought we had a bit of a yarn and she's like, oh, how funny would it be if we did a naked calendar for my mates as just a bit of a joke and yeah have every month in the calendar me naked around the farm <laughs> then yeah she's like all right I get up in the truck and, and get your gear off and get in the lentils of course I just yeah got my gear off and got straight in and she got the shot and then the calendar never actually happened but then later on yeah when I was actually planting those same lentil seeds back in the ground in the next season I was sitting on the tractor and I thought how cool would it be if I dedicated an Instagram to farmers in general and naked farmers and try and get people's attention when they're scrolling through their social media. I thought, I want to use this, you know, platform for something positive and it's all about starting the conversation and that is what we are all about. And, yeah, so that's why how it all began and, and what it's uh, grown into today. So that was yeah, just, what is it, 2017, 18, 19, 20, so just over three years ago now, which time's flown, really. Yeah, wow. So within those three years, a lot's obviously happened, but following that first shot of you, Starkers in the Lentils, can you tell us about the next few months that unfolded and, and where the journey ended up going? I had always, like, had challenges with my anxiety and depression, and the year before this, or two years before um, Naked Farmer started, I actually lost our family farm home to a fire. And that's what really has helped me overcome a lot of my anxiety because although that was one of the worst times of my life and I hit rock bottom when all that happened, but I got put in charge of the rebuild of next our family farm home. And I actually had to talk to builders and tilers and stuff and actually get into shops. And I you go back, you know, five years ago, I could not even make a phone call. I couldn't walk into a shop, none of that. And I remember turning 18 and having to do the grocery shopping for because it was me and my dad and my brother living at home and, and having to do the grocery shopping. And I'll do the 
try and get the grocery try and do it but i'd always chicken out when it comes to go through the checkout and ditch the trolley down the dog food aisle and run out and push my boundaries a lot and i'm glad that that it did and, and it's learned it's made me learn how to um control my anxiety from here on in and then the naked farmer started and that first few months was extremely exciting but it was hard because i, I like talking to people but it was hard like connecting with like media and that type of thing when they were trying to get involved and the first six months I did not tell anybody that I was actually the naked farmer. It was a huge secret. I think I, I guess I was worried of what my friends and family would have thought but, yeah, six months in and told Emma, which took that original photo, I told her and we're like, oh, let's. I'd love to do a naked farmer calendar, the very first one for 2018 and we just pretended we were working for the naked farmer and we recruited a heap of people from around our local area and got enough shots for a calendar and and then after that yeah really started blowing up and the media wanted to do more and more stories about it and the very very first media thing we did i think it was take five magazine uh, and it was just like a little article but then straight after that was women's day and they wanted to mentioned me and you know the creator behind it all and the story behind it and I was like no way like uh like I'm not someone that can do media stuff it's not something I'm interested in I just want to you know spread the word around mental health and get people talking but then I thought it's imagine how many readers are there and and you know if we can start conversations through the media even around mental health that's a huge win so I thought this isn't about my anxiety, this is about helping others and I bit my tongue and, and just really tried to push myself again and it was really, really hard and years went on and got better at sort of media stuff, which was great. Yeah, and then the start of 2019, one of my good mates sat me down, his name's Mason Gelpin, and he um, said to me, he's like, you need to focus on yourself and not run yourself down every week because you're doing way too much. You've got way too much on your mm-hmm. plate. You need to to lower your because I was doing a million thing other things too. And he's like, you need to like cut some things out and just focus on yourself. This year you're not getting sick once. And I made that promise with him and helped me really do that properly. And from that time um, onwards, haven't been ran down sick since so huge achievement so massive thank you to him and he's actually part of the Warrawindi Farms team he's actually one of the sons here and and that's the Warrawindi Farms actually sponsored us the very first year as well to do our very first tour which was mainland Australia and that's how I got to know Warrawindi Farms and 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 this place so but um yeah so those first sort of first six months to a year a bit hush hush and then media sort of happened and it blew up from there and it's just organically grown into what it is today because it's something that is needed and it's something that we know that the agriculture industry needs and and we're sharing it and and liking and commenting and and talking about it because we are passionate about it all of us and i know the statistics are like one in five australians will suffer from some sort of mental health illness but i believe strongly that that number is a hundred percent I believe at some point in our lives we will have some sort of challenge and with mental health and that might be very, very mild. It might be severe. We, But a lot of us don't understand the signs and the feelings and that side of things and 
a lot of it just gets swept under the table. But I believe at some point in our lives, we will have some sort of, you know, anxiety. It might be very, very mild, but I see signs, you know, yeah, and it's always those older guys that are like, oh, mental health, it's a sham. But it's quite amazing the turnaround when they learn about the naked farmer and and, um, after we share a few yarns of what it's all about and about mental health as a whole, that they change their tune a bit. And that's one of the proudest things that I'm proud of about the naked farmer is getting, especially that older generation, talking. I think you've got... You've got a huge amount to be proud of with that that whole story. I'm interested in what your friends and family thought, like after six months of keeping it a secret, what was their reaction when they found out? Well, the first, I'm, I'm really respectful of my grandparents and really care about what they think. And they're the ones that I actually told first because they were the ones that I was most worried about. So the Women's Day magazine came out and I just gave it to my grandpa to read the article. I didn't tell him anything. I just gave it to him. Yeah, my family was fully supportive of it and absolutely loved it. I actually haven't got any negative feedback from it at all ever, which surprises me actually because especially in the older gen, it's sort of just like nudity is not a topic to be talked about, I guess, and neither is mental health. (laughs) Yeah, so no, everyone was really supportive and, and yeah, has pushed it as much as they can. I just want to go back to when you were talking about how you were running yourself ragged. You were trying to get this up and running. You wanted to promote it as much as possible. Obviously, it's taken off even more since then and you've got quite the cult following. How do you make sure that you look after yourself and get that work-life balance? Mm. Yeah, so I now allocate certain time to the naked farmer. So most mornings, two days a week, I sort of have half a day working on it. And then every smoko and lunch, I'll be at my computer during farm duties um, and get as much done as I can. Um, Obviously, like different times of year, different like right now, we're organizing the calendar and stuff. So it's a bit more time involved. And we're trying to organize a few other things behind the scenes. But it's just about controlling your time and giving time to certain things. Another big one for me is drinking plenty of water. That is my biggest downfall. And I've fallen into that trap way too many times because when I get busy, I just taking time to get a drink or you just forget. And it's just doesn't help anyone. And then eating healthy is another major thing. And then taking time out for myself and I like, for me, what I like to do is just go check the cows and I absolutely love cows and that's just something that I do and, and go check them and make sure they're all good and or just feeding them is good too. Like just cattle work in general, I just absolutely love. So that's just my hobby, I guess. You know, some people have different hobbies. Some people play tennis, which that was used to be my main hobby. And But, yeah, it's about having a passion and something that you can go do and enjoy like golf or some people like singing or running or whatever it is, but yeah, just taking that time, time for yourself and remembering who you are, I guess, and reconnecting with yourself is one of the most important things. So yeah, that's sort of like my method of looking after myself from here on in. So I think what blows me away is, you know, even people that haven't had challenges with anxiety or mental health struggle or can struggle to do things like interviews or even phone calls with people they haven't met. And what blows me away is how 
confident and open you are with your story. Do you still have moments where this is really difficult for you? Absolutely. Every day is different and it's it's actually on how I'm feeling as a person, I guess, is to how well and confident I am. Um, if I've been eating well and been drinking plenty of water and I'm in a good headspace, I'm like really, really good and I have no issues whatsoever. But if I'm that little bit dehydrated, my whole mood changes and it's just like I can't be bothered or whatever. But I've been lucky that I haven't really fallen into that trap for the past two years, which is good. I've really learned how to control it and and learn my signs when I'm starting to feel like that, I guess. And if I'm starting to struggle a little bit, I'm like, okay, what am I worrying about? What am I stressing about? That's what I'm stressing about. I need to fix that, whatever it is. So I guess now I've learned how to control it. I'm starting to master controlling it, I guess, and it's been a long pathway. But God, I keep forgetting. But 27 now, and, yeah, it's taken me, what, 25 years to perfect it but some people can learn a little bit early and who knows next year tomorrow I might fall into the trap again and I might struggle again who knows it's just one of those things that you need to keep wary of adapt and overcome yeah another thing that people can fall into the trap of is around social media and it can be a really great thing especially for people in rural and regional Australia to connect with each other but you can also be the root of a lot of problems in society especially related to mental health how have you used it as a really positive tool mm, yeah and that is actually so right because that's another thing that has helped me is on this property here there's no service around the property except for here at the house or down at the shed and and I love that switching off and especially like when I go home at night there's no service there either and I switch off and it's switching off and, and not going on social media all the time. And, you know, I'm meant to be promoting people to go on social media so they can see the naked farmer and learn about it, blah, blah, blah. But what I do promote is, you know, when people get on social media that they fill their feeds with positive things, not the negative things. And that's all about who you're following. And if things keep popping up that you don't like, unfollow them. And just, you know, have good things on your feed, not those negative things and yeah i think that's another good thing where i actually live too no tv there's we don't actually have tv channels we only have netflix occasionally if the internet decides to work but using social media in a positive way can totally change your own positivity in your life yeah i just want to go back a step and sort of quantify it for the audience of just how big this thing is so i just looked the naked farmer has got around one hundred and fourteen thousand followers on instagram in many ways by going viral do you believe that you've like you've found a vaccine for yourself and and many others out there in the rural community like how does that make you feel it's a, a massive achievement but like i always say it's not me that has created this it's all the followers and the people in this naked farm community that have really made the change themselves and and they're the ones to be patted on the back. I'm just honored to be a part of it. I'm just basically putting it all together into a into a platform. But it's um it's really them to to be thanked and and I guess the media too, like to be thanked because they've made a big change in the mental health space too. And, you know, media can be poisonous at stages or toxic, I guess. 
you know, promoting good things is good. So I'm extremely proud of what the Naked Farmer farmer community have created and it's got a big future behind it and it's something that uh, we're always going to need, especially times like these. And, you know, throughout farming, we have issues at different stages if that's, you know, prices of grain or sheep or livestock and, you know, we have issues with pests and frosts and drought and floods and all sorts of issues and we're always going to be facing new issues and what I want the community to know that we're going through these issues together and it's we are a community and, and we're here to be a voice for farmers and have those farmers use our platform for for their voice and to share their stories and to, and to connect with one another because that is what it is all about. Yeah. And you go on tours around Australia and, and chat to people in rural communities. Can you share a story with us that's really blown you away from one of your tours? Yeah, so we do do our tours each year. The first year we did mainland Australia. The second year we went uh, down to Tassie and this year we did an SA tour, South Australian tour, and they've all been amazing and there is so many stories that have just been absolutely amazing. But one that pops into my mind straight away um, was down in Tassie. We went to a place, uh, Rebecca Francone's place, and she um, she's a dairy farmer and she would be in a mid thirties and she was very, very close with her grandpa with her grandpa and her brother. And her brother had um, muscular dystrophy, I believe it's called. The same year we came, um, she unfortunately lost her grandpa the day before we came came. She actually unfortunately lost her brother as well. And um it was a very, very sad time and I said to her that like we're not gonna come. Like oh you know, come and say good day if you want me to, but um, I don't think it's we should do with this naked farmer shoot. But she's like, no, they really, really wanted me to do it. This I want to do this for me. Um, and then she asked her friends to join her, and she asked um, about seventeen ladies if they would like to come. And she got about eight replies saying, "Yep, absolutely, I'll be there." And a few others like, "Oh no, nah, I don't have the guts to do it." But then on the day, I remember rocking up, and there was a few ladies there, and then. And then all these cars just kept rocking up and Beck's face just turned to bulls like to she just started bawling and I was just like, Oh my god, what's wrong? She's like, All these ladies are turning up that said no, like they're here to do it and it's just I got goosebumps straight away and it was such a moving day and um I rocked up there with goosebumps and left there with goosebumps. It was just incredible and she's had a um an amazing journey herself with people around her that have not been so great. But, but yeah, that same day that we were there was actually her brother's birthday as well. And yeah, we gave out a big special happy birthday to him and it was just an amazing day, amazing day. But yeah, that's sort of the one that pops into my mind straight away across everywhere. We've just covered so many different types of stories and, and not just, depression and anxiety it's it's postnatal depression and anorexia it's there's so many um different journeys people have had in the you know agriculture sector and one another one that pops into my mind is you know camille camp she's up at calieta station which is middle of nowhere top of wa and she has had her battle with anorexia and could you just imagine going through that on a station 
The closest town is five hours away. The closest city is a plane flight down to Perth, which is, you know, a whole day's travel. Yeah, just like learning people's, everyone's different methods to learning how to control their own mental health issue if that may be personal depression or anorexia or depression or whatever it is. Everyone has their different methods and that's why I really wanted to create a book and share all these stories of farmers' life on the land and their method to overcoming their mental health challenge. And I've put this all into a book and it's actually set to be released this month. But yeah, it's, it's so great that we've got this book so people can read other people going through similar things in our, in our you know, through rural Australia and just take little bits from it because there is no perfect method to depression. Like you can't say, right, you need to do this and you'll be fine or you need to take this, you'll be fine. This book is like a Bible. Like I feel like it's been like so much work has gone into it, but it's going to be great for people to connect with one another and, and share those different methods so we can all learn, learn from each other and even learn signs. If I always say that, you know, whenever I do like a speaking thing or, or something like that, I'm like, don't come because you've got a mental health issue. If you're that person that never has mental health issues, come to learn about it so you can help the people around you. It's about making yourself a better person for to noticing these signs or knowing how to help the people around you when they're struggling. And I think that's one of the biggest achievements to date is just changing people's mindset. Yeah. Yeah. That's an amazing story, Ben. You sort of you're uh, you're touring like a rock star with a with a much greater purpose, I think. And it sort of blows me away what you would learn. Uh, talking to all these different people, which you otherwise would never have learned, you you spoke about the book there. What what else is next for the Naked Farmer? Where do you want to take it? Oh, the future of the Naked Farmer. So, I believe that you know there shouldn't be. I, I didn't really want to become an organisation, to be honest, because I believe there's so many great ones out there. Why not just team up with them and just knuckleheads and you know do the best we can together. Yeah, so that's why I like to um, support other organisations as much as possible. And but going forward, I would love to, I would love to go over to New Zealand and do a bit of a tour over there and and really get the island talking. Next year, I'd love to do a tour through either Vic or New South Wales and sort of focus on on that because um, I haven't really like I've, I've done mainland Australia, but I haven't really done much of Victoria, even though I lived there for most of my life, but. So I've always been focusing on other parts of the country. But, yeah, we've got another book planned after this one, hopefully. Yeah, there's a few other things behind the scenes that I don't want to say that we're going to do because who knows if, <laughs> if it will go to plan, but everything else has so far. So hopefully um, bigger and better things and hopefully we're going to be here for the long term for for people to, you know, continue to use this social media for a positive light and, and yeah, we'll adapt the social media to talk about different issues in the agriculture space. It will always be here for for Agriculture Australia. And what about you, Ben, as a as a farmer? What's next on the farming journey? You mentioned that you're looking at your first property at the the top of the episode, but you also mentioned that you're fifth generation, I think you said, back at St. Helens. So is it always gonna be farming for you or are you going to, to branch out based on what you've learnt? I'll continue to, you know, do the naked farmer as much as I can forever and and that same with farming, just yeah, 
power on and, and achieve as much as I can in this lifetime and help as many people as possible. And I remember as a kid, I used to always be like, oh, I really want to be rich so I can help as many people as I can. Because if I, one day when I earn a million dollars, I can help, you know, 10 people and give them a hundred thousand each and then I can just live off a hundred thousand when I retire. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I've always wanted to win Tats Lotto for that reason. Yeah, no, it's always, I'm always out to help. That's great. And to wrap us up, I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball, but a question that we ask all of our guests, what work boots are you currently wearing? Which is weird to ask a naked farmer if they're wearing any work boots. <laughs> no, no, I am a Blue Steel fan and the ones that like go up to your ankles, they are the bomb. I've been wearing them for about five years now and they have been the best boots ever. They last me about a year. And then um, they fill up with all sorts of grotty stuff. <laughs> but no, I wear them 24-7. They're bloody great boots. It's awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us, Ben. We've really enjoyed it. It's been great. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. This podcast is produced by Rural Bank. Rural Bank supports the agribusiness community by providing financial services, knowledge and leadership for Australian farmers to grow. If you'd like more information about the topics we've discussed today, as well as links and other resources, we've added those to the show notes for this episode. You can find them by tapping or swiping over the cover art in your podcast player now. And while you're there, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the show. I'm Annie Herbert. And I'm Matt Hour, and we'll chat to you next time.